And Now, the podcast that talks about the dark side of sexuality and brings you topics that you don't talk to your mother about. It's time to open your mind and welcome to Behind Blue Eyes. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Behind Blue Eyes. I'm your host today, Eddie Kramer. Glad to have you here today. Um, it's been over the week period that I was supposed to put in a podcast. I apologize to all of you out there. I've slacked a little bit. Life's gotten away. I don't really have an excuse. And I wanted to make sure that I got a good interview for next episode, which is the one we're going to have today. Um, I also have um, another th- couple things I want to talk about. We, um, I moved my equipment to a different area of the house, which is more conducive to, I don't know, producing in a moment's notice. However, you tend to hear my dog in the background, one of them barking. So we'll have to fix that for the future episodes. Matter of fact, there she is right now. Sure you heard her. Lovely, lovely dog barking at us. But in any case, so today we have Joe. Joe is a transsexual, and he, he is a female to male. And I think this is a really fascinating story of a courageous and great person that um, really went through a lot to become very well adjusted now. And uh, so I think you'll enjoy that. Um, Just some reminders. um, Check out EdenFantasies.com. E-D-E-N Fantasies.com. They are a really great sex toy company. Um, We ordered a couple uh, toys recently. They have some really good discounts. They have some, uh, you can go to um, uh, find some coupons and other things which make, oh, sex toys a lot more affordable. So definitely check them out. In fact, if you go to our website, there's a link on there that will take you to them. They, they help us out a little bit on the side too. So uh, without further ado, we're going to have uh, Joe come on in here and uh, give us our great discussion. And... Um, I appreciate everybody out there. If you have any questions, need any um, topics that you want uh, us to talk about, please hit us up. Go to the website. We have Twitter, email, uh, Instagram, just about everything. If you want to send Carrier Pigeon, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to make that happen. Okay. Without further ado, we have Joe. Well, welcome to uh, this episode of Behind Blue Eyes. Uh, this is Eddie Kramer here, and um, I have a very special guest today that uh, I think is going to have a really interesting interesting story and kind of delve us into the world of something that we haven't talked about yet. Well, a little bit here and there, but certainly not to this extent. So I want to welcome Joe to the podcast today. Hello, Joe. Hello. How are you today? Doing well. Yes. You said uh, a little bit ago you were you were nervous and shaking your knee. So, so why were you nervous because of the crazy interview and what I'm, questions I'm going to ask or what um, made you nervous or, or just being in a new place, a new house? What's the, what, what's, what do you think? Um, I think it's probably talking about myself. Okay. <laughs> I don't always like to focus on me. Why not? Don't I, know. I don't know. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit of background and uh, kind of take it from there. Does that sound good? Sounds good. So how old are you? 22. 22. And what would you consider your sexual orientation to be? Um, pansexual, probably, because I don't really care what someone identifies as. It's a connection between someone, and um, I like being with 
people who identify both as men and women with their respective genitalia. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I kind of fall in the same line of what you're t- talking about, too. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. It's I, I feel like sometimes it's the person that you really connect with, and that's really what makes the fun happen, right? And um, it doesn't matter what gender they are. So speaking of gender, what gender are you? Um, so I identify as male, but I was born biologically female, so that makes me transgender man. Okay. So I've had some confusion, and I want to clear up this in the just the name itself. So there's a lot of people that say they're trans, but... Sometimes I get confused on is it a male to female or female to male? So is there a proper way of saying I am this to this or is it just like you just stated earlier? I'm transsexual and this is what it is. Um, I, there's no one way to say it. Everybody's experience is different from mm-hmm. you know my, my experience yes. in the past. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you just kind of go with it and identify as how you identify. Um, some people say, yes, I'm trans, um, but they don't specify, oh, I'm trans female to male or yeah. transgender man or, you know, what have you. But yeah, it's all kind of just self-identification and there's no right or wrong. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So tell me, uh, at some point in your life, you decided in your head that something's not feeling right. So how did that happen and what at what age did you decide that, I guess you really didn't decide, but your, your mind said something's not right. Yeah. Explain that to me. Um, so when I was four, I grew up watching different types of movies and always identifying with like the male lead rather than like a female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a young age, I always was like, no, I'm the boy. Um, and as I grew up, to like maybe 10, I always ran to the boys section in mm. the store mm. and uh, grabbed like boys t-shirts, shorts, pants, all that kind of stuff um, and wear it and nobody bat an eye. Mm. Um, and so when I was like four to six, and that's usually the range that transgender people do kind of figure out or have a moment that says, hey, maybe, you know, my life's going to go take a different track. Yeah. So did you, when you're running to the boys section, so uh, let me fi- let me ask this question first. So did you have um, a traditional mother and father? Did you have just uh, one parent? Or how, how was your, your family? Um, so I had a mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, well, everybody and a has a mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but they're together. Traditional, traditional parents, they, they grew up, um, well, I grew up with them together, yeah. Okay. And you grew up in this area in Florida? Um, we lived... State? Um, in a different state in New York okay. and then moved down to Florida just like everybody else. Just like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I come from up that neck of the woods also. Yes. So um, did you have a, is a brother or sister you have? Sister. Older or younger? Older. Older. Okay. So you're running to the boy section, play with the boy toys. Is there some point where you decide to put boy clothes on or is that just right back at the beginning? Oh yeah, that's right so, back. So right the from beginning. the beginning. So was there any point where your parents said, hey, you know, you're not supposed to, or that's not okay, or how did that, or even teachers or anybody else, how did that work? Um, so when I was in middle school, I started to shop more in the girls section because I didn't want to get teased. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's when I, like, stopped it myself. But, like, for your question, hmm. um, my parents, anytime I'd have to put on a dress, 
which yeah. is you know the opposite of what yeah. I always wore. Yeah, I would give them an argument, and they said, "No, you have to wear this. You can't wear pants." Okay, you know, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So that's when they would stop it, but they didn't stop it before. They just let me get it. I mean, they put up a little argument. They would be like, sure. "Really, are you sure you don't want to go on this side of the store?" And I'm right. like, "Nope, I'm right. where I'm supposed to be." Yes. So, so it sounds like they were though kind of supportive in a way, right? It wasn't a complete battle, in, in which I've heard some people, or they disown the person completely altogether. Also, um, when I was older and in, middle, and in high school, I um, came out, and that's okay. when I started facing some challenges in the house. So did you come out as, I, I'm, I'm a male, or did you come out as, I'm gay in some way or how, was there any transition there or was it like automatically I know I'm a, I'm a guy and this is it so it's a pretty funny story um yeah. I was testing the waters with my mom before I said hey I'm a guy <laughs> okay um I it is in the same conversation within two minutes mm-hmm. um and I like said hey I'm I'm gay I like girls and you know everything was like oh okay and you know we were we had been crying because I was nervous that they were going to disown me and all sure. that kind of stuff and um and I was like, but I'm a boy. <laughs> and, you know, yes. and then I had to go on and explain and that kind of thing. And I told my mom first. And several months later, we told my dad. Um, and there was about a year or two of high school where it was constant fighting, constant yelling at mm. home mm. about being trans. Yeah. And um, after um, a conversation I had with my mom, we uh, kind of turned around, everything kind of fell into place. Yeah. So she's at that point, she started supporting you. Yeah. And how old were you then, do you remember? 16. 16, okay. Yeah. So that's a time really where everybody becomes kind of adult in a way. How about your father? Did he not support you or just didn't want to talk about it? Or how did that work with you? Um, so most of the time he didn't want to talk about it. Um, but he typical man yeah (laughs) nobody wants to talk about anything um so we we when i turned 16 we went to um a place down in south florida called Mm -hmm. the yes institute Mm -hmm. and they help with um educating people um around gender sexual orientation um, bullying, communication, all those kinds of wow, things. that's cool, yeah. Um, to help prevent suicide youth. Yeah. Um, youth that commit suicide. And yeah. um, we went to one of their courses on gender. The whole family went, and it changed our lives, and it made it so that they did want to talk about it. They did wow. want to support me. Wow. And all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where the turning point was, where my dad would talk about it, my mom yeah. would talk about it, my sister would talk about it. So how did you find that place in South Florida? Um, we found it through a friend. Mm-hmm. We, I kind of forced my parents' hand on having them let me come out. Sure. Um, and then they decided to choose some people that they told. Mm-hmm. And through a friend, they had a friend who was at the Yes Institute. Okay. That's how it happened. So was it a um, like a few-day event, or was it a one-day course, or...? Um, so that was a one day course, um, from like nine to six or something like that. Okay. And then the following weekend they had one on sexual orientation. We went to that. Then they had one, um, a few months or the following week where it was a two day course for like, I think six, 12 to six or something like that. Maybe it's a full day. Um, and we went 
to that two-day course and we went all, you know and took all their classes and and um they vary so like they can teach the courses in a shortened time mm-hmm. if they have uh the time okay go. that makes sense and so that kind of opened up the conversation between your parents yourself and how how helpful was that for you because i've heard a lot of people they go through this uh, transition period and they have to go through therapy obviously because it's it's quite traumatic to some people and um so was that helpful for you personally or was it just more of the family support that you had at that time um so the family support was probably number one therapy again nobody likes talking about themselves yes so um going to therapy you've listened not... to my po- you haven't listened to my podcast apparently because they seem to really like talking about themselves which is good keeps me you know moving here of course of <laughs> course um and you know going to therapy it's required to medically transition and, okay. and continue your medical transition and all these doctors and things um and so i had to go that didn't really help me with anything, okay. but it, we did do family sessions and things mm. like that. Yeah. Um, that increased support yeah. as I went through transition. Yeah. So did you have um, dark times? Because you said something that, uh, before I picked up on where a lot of people that go to the, the South Florida type uh, place, which was the Yes Institute, that was called, that they're um, because of the suicide rate, particularly in trans, uh, which is very high. So did you have those type of feelings too? Um, so that's what the conversation was with my mom that kind of yeah. sparked her to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to keep pushing you because I'd rather not have a dead, do- uh, a dead daughter yeah. um, than a live son, Yeah. Um, which is basically how I worded it with yeah. her in the car. Um, and So you were in a car and you were having this conversation while, was yeah. she driving? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, because that was our only time to talk like yeah. to each other okay. without, you know, my dad being sure. around or me talking to both of them. Yeah. And it was a 30 minute drive. So we, we had a some lot time. of conversation in 30 minutes though. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, we talked about that and, and it kind of shifted her mindset of saying, okay, well, if my kid had diabetes, but I say, no, you go pay for your insulin. Right. And huh. it, it shifted her mindset and, I think, you know, it's, it's all been pretty great from there. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, you said, I mentioned a couple minutes ago about being, um, medically transitioned. Now, a lot of people don't do that. So can you explain how that went down that process? Yeah. Um, so medically transitioning, there are several different stages of how far you are in your medical transition. Um, and, First, I want to kind of say that if you are trans, you don't have to seek any medical transition Mm. um, procedures or anything like that because everybody's journey is different and how far they want to go and what they want to do. Um, So now back to me. (laughs) Um, I've been on testosterone sipionate, which is hormone replacement therapy for six years. Oh, yeah. A long time. And so do um, you get a shot? I'm old, so I have to take testosterone because it's low, apparently. (laughs) So Harmony, my wife, she loves to give me the shot in the ass every week. So do you take a shot or is it cream or what do you use? Yeah, I do an intramuscular shot every, every week. Oof. And do you do that to yourself? I do. Where do you... <laughs> I did it once to myself in my thigh and it hurt for like a week. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, so... I do it in my thighs. You do? Really? Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't hurt? Sometimes. I gotta, it... If I get it into the... 
appropriate muscle portion. Okay. It doesn't hurt as bad. So maybe I'm hitting in the wrong spot. You might be. That I mean, be. don't. I'm not a doctor. I've never. Oh, you're not really. I've, I've never been told how to do this. Like <laughs> they never showed you how to do it. <laughs> not my doctor. Okay. Because YouTube is a gracious thing, and oh, yeah. there are tons that and tons true. of videos. Yes. On there, and I was like, yeah, I've seen like a hundred of them. I should be yeah. able to do it. It looks like you do this. Yes. This. This. Yeah. And you're done. It's not hard. I don't know. The stuff that I use is like um, maple syrup. It's super thick, so it takes forever to come out. Does yours do the same thing? Um, it's thicker, but it's not. Not like maple not, syrup. Not like that. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's a little bit less than maple syrup. Well, you're just lucky now, aren't you? <laughs> okay, so you take the shot six years ago, and uh, you start to. What is the cha first changes that, that happened to you that you noticed? Um, so my voice cracking. It's okay. Like the first. Almost like you're going through puberty in a yeah, way. It's yeah, it's a second puberty. That's exactly what oh, it is. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, so I've gone through two. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> is um, it's a funny thing we have to you know in the trans community we go through two puberties. Yes, yes. You know, sometimes that's when true. we're in our late thirties and everybody's that's, like, "What's yes. going on?" Yes. You know. So, so do you so you get the whole gamut of uh, like you get first puberty, you got to go through the you get emotions, you get super hype, all that stuff that happens to you again. Yes. Oh, the, wow. Over but, the first year. But different because you obviously went through it as a woman and now you're going through it as a man. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You experience both sides. Wow. And everything going on because, you know, at first your testosterone's just barely getting in your system. Okay. Because it takes like a month before your next shot would give you like an actual what it would be like on testosterone okay. for a week. Yep. It, depending on your dose. And that's, sure. that's everybody's difference in numbers and things yep. like that. Um, I was on a really, really low dose for um, the first seven months mm -hmm. because I was 16 yeah. and the doctor was being a little bit careful. Sure. Um, you got hormones going on anyway. Exactly. Did you have your period at that point? Um, so, yeah, I yeah, had. Okay. Um, I went through purity as a girl at a very young age. Which a lot do. Hormones in the milk, man. Can't be good. <laughs> and um, so, so I you know, slowly, slowly saw those changes. Okay. For, my voice was one of the most notables, yep. uh, noticeable. Um, then obviously I have um, clitoral growth because okay. it's made of the same tissue as huh. the penis. So yeah. if you add testosterone to it, it'll grow. Huh. It's like a baby penis, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like a baby penis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you look at it, it looks exactly like one too. I mean, it really does. Yeah. It's actually amazing how your body does that. It is. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, um, hair. Mm -hmm. So um, I grew body hair mm -hmm. all over my chest, my yeah. back, my my leg hair came in a little bit more evenly, and because you know after you shave for years, it's it's thick. Yeah. So if you just let it grow out. Yes. It'll it'll kind of resemble anybody's because that's it's true. the same places. Yeah. Um. Then my you know my sex drive was pretty high, anyways mm -hmm. before, but it got increased. It's the normal testosterone puberty symptoms. Yes. You're ready to go at any moment. Yeah. 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 Um. Thankfully, it tapers off after about <laughs> you know two years. You you get like steady in your yeah like, kind of normal normal normalized normal doubt. So it's not like, I mean, I, it, I guess it is like, so when, when I went through puberty, all of a sudden you're jacking off like seven times a day or eight times a day. <laughs> so yeah. same kind of, same kind of feelings you have, right? yeah. really high, high sex drive. Yeah. Did you have sex before you transitioned? No. No. 
Nothing at all? None. None. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you start to grow hair everywhere. So I'm going to have to stop for a second on this one because this one, I, I've got to understand this this um, point, is I see talk to some trans on, I've talked on Grindr and app, other apps and just in general, and it seems like the trans... Uh, female to male like to grow hair more prominently all over their body than, um, than than half the guys are on there. Like most of the guys are on there all shaved all the way down unless they're bears. So is that is that just because you um, like the feeling that's more masculine to you to have the hair on you? Or is it just like, I don't really care and it's cool and I like it? Um, for me, I just kind of... I guess it depends on the person, right? Everything yeah. is dependent. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't mind the, my chest hair or my, you know, stomach hair. Um, but my back hair, I was pretty (laughs) self-conscious about. Well, no one likes back hair. (laughs) No, No. so I'm, you know, I'm taking that on my own and getting rid of it and just, you know, now I'm comfortable. I typically grow out a beard, um, but it doesn't look so good. I typically shave it and it, it comes in a little bit scraggly on the mustache and it yeah. doesn't quite connect on my face but i can grow a nice neck beard that's good yeah, it Just took me to when i was 35 to grow a full any any kind of goatee on myself so give <laughs> you're only 22 so regardless of <laughs> it's gonna take time sometimes anyway yeah yeah i'm hoping that like in the next two to three years i can like grow a real a real manly beard real manly beard <laughs> <laughs> so would you consider yourself a bear um, type I, I guess so okay yeah or otter i guess you would be because you're younger whatever that is i don't know those the, for those out there usually those are the hairier fellas that like to be you know more butchy and manly so would you consider yourself a uh, top or a bottom or verse um so i have never been too keen on getting penetrated okay um, it's just like something. either way anally or yeah neither vagina okay yeah do you call it a vagina now I mean, I don't have a, a preference of how it's referred to because yeah. um, that doesn't trigger anything with me. But for some trans guys, it does. It does, yeah. You yeah. know, they call it like front hole, yeah. and back hole versus okay. you know using the female right. terminology to right. refer to our bodies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you have you don't like any type of penetration. That's pre- preference. For well, you. yeah. I mean, I haven't really except for the mouth, probably right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I haven't really, you know, done anything. I'm possibly open to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I was, I always, you know, say if I was born biologically male. Yeah. Uh, I probably would be more of a top than oh, a bottom. Shocking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, they have um, strap-on materials too. Yeah. Is that something you were interested in? Have you used before? I have. Yeah, so is my uh, wife, by the way, because the other day she was uh, utilizing that quite well on me. So, (laughs) (laughs) which at first I wasn't too keen on it, but uh, it seems to be growing on me, and she really likes it. That's what that's what that's what matters. Yes. So, so that's what you would use. Yeah. Put a strap on on, nice strap on on, and they have varieties now, like all kinds of shapes and sizes, and you can swap them out, and they have different size belts that you can wear, and some kind of cool stuff. So that's actually. And some that work in both areas. One goes in you and one goes in the other. If you like that, or just a vibration. So there's a whole variety of them out there. EdenFantasies.com. If you go there, there's a site. And it's really good sex toys they have there. It's a good discount. It's on my website, too, if you plug them, plug them, plug them. Okay. So you had um, 
testosterone, but you also had other procedures done, correct? Yes, that's yes. right. Oh, back to this conversation. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> We're getting back. Um, I have had a double mastectomy. Okay. Um, so that was a removal of the breast tissue. Uh-huh. Um, and then along with that procedure, I had them do liposuction to masculine, masculinize, um, like, slash body contour my mm-hmm. hip area mm-hmm. and my butt and stomach area. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately... I have opinions on that that are not so good. It was very painful at a time when I already had a painful procedure. And if you're not at the, the weight level that you want to be and will maintain, it was silly for me to do it because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. And the fat that I either gained back after I lost all that weight from the liposuction and exercise Mm. came back and filled in those areas anyways. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, I think so. But it was real painful too. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. It was so painful um, because I it was like my whole core. Yeah. And then yeah. And then my upper thighs because that's about where it went down to. Yep. Um, and so you can't move from your shoulders to the middle of your thighs. Those muscles are hurting. Oh my god! What do you do? You, you can't. Lay down you all can't day. move. You can't. Yeah. You can't lay down. Oh, you can't sit. Like that's it's true. just. Yeah. It, it's constant you don't pain. Wanna, constant pain. Um, and I have kind of a high tolerance. Um, so pain medication felt like it was doing nothing for me. Okay. Wow. And how long did was the pain last for? Um. Before it healed up. Like, that type of that level of pain was yeah. like the first first four five six days wow um because a week after you get your drains pulled out yeah if, if they're you know there's no bleeding in mm-hmm. the chest cavity or anything like that yeah um so once i got the drains pulled out i really wasn't in too much too much more pain i had to yeah. wear like a abdomen folder thing yeah um, i don't really know what they're called it's like a brace but not a brace yeah to keep pressure on the area and um so I had to wear that and the chest wrap, which is just a big sure. expandage yeah. um, for, I think, until the second week wow. had passed. Wow. So I'd already been wearing it for a week, and I yeah. had to wear it for a That's whole a long week. time. Yeah. How big were your boobs before? Um, they were pretty big because I'm a bit of a heavier set person. <laughs> um, they were, I don't know. I think they were D. D? Oh, yeah. huge. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. were big. Yeah. So what the, when you wake up and all of a sudden they're gone, what goes through your head? Is um, it a thank God? I mean, other than the pain. I know there's obviously pain, but. Um, so when I woke up, I first thing I did was uh, ask, when can I see my parents? Because this was the first major surgery I had oh, had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were like, sweetie, you just got back here. It's been 15 minutes. You need to wake up first and you need to <laughs> get some, you know, you can't just see them right away. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> my throat's dry. You know, like I wasn't even, my yeah. eyes were closed. And oh, then yeah. like opening to like yeah. the left to look and see if the nurse was near me. Yeah. Because I heard her, but yeah. I didn't know how far away she was. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, do you want some apple juice, some water? I was like, apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like, it's like a desert when you come out of those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened once. Too. Yeah. And because my procedure was, um, like three and a half hours. Oh, that's a long time. They had Holy to moly. completely intubate me yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's um, serious. And 
you know, I think they do that for everybody just in case, but I would I'm think, pretty sure yeah. I was that. Oh, they had, I remember what they had to put in because it was so long. Um, <coughs> they had to uh, put in a catheter. Oh, jeez, no kidding. So that is a long time. It was, um, that was the worst part of post-surgery. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> um, cause, Pulling that out? Because um, oh the gosh. nurse came in yeah. and... You know, they're like, you probably feel like pressure. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. And they're like, oh, we put in, you know, they put in a catheter and all that kind of stuff. And we're here to take it out. And I'm like, hold on. Excuse me, what? And I was like, why are they doing this while I am still awake? Yes. Um, thankfully, at that point, I was on like some, some medicine. that I was like really not feeling too much of anything. Yeah. Um, I could, I felt the incisions like on my, like sure. I felt that part. So yeah. I kept telling the nurse and they kept trying to give me medicine. They're like, okay, but that's enough. Like yeah. you can't have any more. <laughs> right. Um, cause I was like, I still feel it. And they're yeah. like, okay, give it 15 minutes. And yeah. then they come back and ask. And I was like, yeah, I can still feel the incision. And they're like, well, Oof. we can't. Um, but anyways, they had to pull it out. And that was the first time I had anybody, you know, fiddling around. In oh, that really? Area. Yeah. And, and they, you know holding out and I was like okay that was so awkward <laughs> um the other funny thing is that I went in wearing underwear yes but I came out not wearing underwear you're like what the hell where my underwear go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did That's they my... tell you where it went um I think they just put it in my oh clothes. because because yeah. of the, the catheter right so they the catheter yeah. and um th- well because they were also going through my oh, top yeah. of my butt to yeah. do that liposuction yeah so I went in with underwear, came out without underwear. I don't know if that's everybody's situation when they go that's in for crazy. top surgery, but wow. it was weird. That was weird. So you wake up and you finally get awake, and at what moment do you look down and go, that's it, they're gone? Um, and how do yes. you feel? Back to this question. That. That's, that's okay. right. Um, so after I had asked for my parents, and eventually yeah. when they came back, they mm-hmm. like turned the light on above my bed, yeah. and I like was like, hi, and <laughs> <laughs> just immediately looked down. Looked down. Yeah. And I was like, wow. It's so flat, they're gone. <laughs> um, but you don't get to see your chest until about a week, a okay. week after. So yes. you have to wait. Um, my parents recorded a video, and I, at one point I had had a YouTube channel, and it posted oh, there. Cool. But I decided to take all those videos down because yeah. I wasn't using it consistently. Yes. Um, and um, my mom cried. Yeah. My dad was pretty happy because yeah. I was happy. Because I just, right. you know, you had this huge smile on your face. Yeah. You're like... I don't have to feel uncomfortable in my body anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, at that moment, that's so what it felt like, like you. Yeah, I felt like me. It's wow. One of the most confirming moments. That's awesome. Really awesome. And brave of you for to, for doing that because that's you know part of your body, regardless if it's correct or not. So that's a that's a pretty big deal. And I know some people don't do that, like you had said earlier. Yeah. Or if you're a, a male to female, lopping it off too. Mm-hmm. That's certainly a lot bigger deal too. So, um, so you healed up and then from that, it was at that point on, or you were already in the world, your world that you were in transitioned to, to Joe anyway at that point. So this was just another part of that transformation. Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. I was 18 when I had surgery. Okay. Um, because they don't typically perform that surgery on minors. Um, some practices do with parent consent and all the other required medical components, letters of recommendation from yeah. therapists and things like that. Cause I've read something recently where some people that been fully transitioned and they were in their teens now have decided that that was a mistake 
but there's nothing you can you can't go back. Yeah. So, so I'm sure you have to. It has to be a lot of per, um, mental procedures before you get to that point. Yeah. Um, and you know, detransitioning is what that's called. Is it um, okay? So there is actually a term mm-hmm, for it. There is huh. language. Yeah. Ma- magical thing. Um, yeah. So they call it detransition. Not. It doesn't happen that often, um, but it does happen, and I think. What the when after I started transitioning, I saw an episode of some TV show on MTV where they like follow like the four strangers and mm-hmm. follow them in their lives and whatever. And it yeah. was an episode of um, two trans um, women, two trans men, wow. or people that I had identified as mm-hmm. such, um, followed them, and two out of the four of them were detransitioning and that's why they got chosen for the for that to show that side of it yeah um because there are different things that you can do um you know if you've been on testosterone your voice isn't gonna go back to you know a female inclination Hmm. uh after you stop taking testosterone okay permanent change oh really no kidding okay yeah um another permanent change would probably be the clitoral growth yeah um, any body hair. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, body hair, those are like things that can't get reversed okay. for at least my female to male yep. transition yep. people. Um, and things that can get reversed are like fat redistribution. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you'd be able to once you've had a double incision mastectomy or whatever top surgery procedure yeah. you have would be able to then get the implants in, implants in but yeah. you know yeah um maybe if, a little bit but it'd be the skin you're missing i would imagine yeah you'd have to yeah. have very small probably yeah. unless you pull skin boobies. from somewhere else yeah right. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. um so those there's some reversible some irreversible changes yeah. and you have to be aware of that Can't before you back. start <laughs> no not if you that see and that procedure building a pole rather yeah. than digging a hole yeah. is how people describe those building a pole rather than digging a hole is a lot harder huh, yeah to build a pole oh i imagine yeah yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> so if they've already had a um bottom surgery yeah it's hard to reverse bottom surgery sure um in any way yeah um, because they're all really intense procedures absolutely yeah those are like, I mean, they're changing the pretty core of your body. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have to go through a lot of, of evaluation mm-hmm. prior to getting bottom surgery. I'm sure. You have to yeah. have someone that has strictly been seeing you for a year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, have a different person just evaluate you that you've not had a relationship with. Oh, wow. Like for therapy. So, for, like, to, to make sure that you're going to go through with that yeah so would you uh would you consider uh, that that procedure the building the pole i'm not even sure that how that works but <laughs> yeah i imagine it's probably some kind of contraption um so yes i do want to have bottom surgery it's yeah. gonna be time before it and expensive, happens I'm it's sure. expensive and how much does a procedure like that cost um it ranges so when i first started transitioning it was between 100 and 150 thousand wow. dollars to cover not just the medical procedure but right. all the expenses around it like yeah. staying in the area for a month that's true yeah any, it's gonna be a specialty area i'm sure any right. checkups you need to come back yeah. and forth um food hotel yeah or stay depending yeah. on now we have like Recovery. airbnb and stuff like that um but now it's about not I wouldn't say half that, but it's about seventy five to a hundred thousand probably. Yeah. 
So and it's been an uptake with more people transitioning. So maybe the price goes down. It's more competitive, uh, possibly, yeah. or better uh, technology. It just, yeah, it just changes. Yeah. Um, so what would they do? So How do they build the pole? There are a couple <laughs> of different procedures. Yeah. Um, there's two main ones that I have some knowledge on. Mm-hmm. Um, would be metidioplasty, which is taking your um, current anatomy, so the clitoris, yep. um, and releasing it. Okay. And then taking back the mons pubis so that it's kind of sitting up more in yep. a more natural area. area. Yeah. Um, and then building a scrotum. Yeah. If you want and. Ain't you know, nobody want balls. <laughs> <laughs> and just having it go like that and. That makes sense. Okay. That's the natural anatomy. Um, then there's phallio, phalloplasty, mm-hmm. which. Um, you get a skin graft and you fold it over and you place it down and then you build the scrotum and then all this. And sometimes you have urethral lengthening, but a lot of people don't do it because it's a lot of complications surrounding it. So you still have to sit to pee if you don't get urethral lengthening. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, those are kind of the two procedures. Um, phalloplasty is typically yeah. way more expensive, sure. yeah. way more dangerous. It's yeah. done in multiple stages. Yeah. Um, all the surgery is dangerous, but phalloplasty has yeah. a lot of risks Yeah, and that's the one I'm drawn to. So is it, we want the more, the more, more substance there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So, yeah. So I mean, do you get to, of, do you get to pick the size? Yes and no. Um, I mean, they, they, the surgeons suggest that you do it proportionately. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't want a 20 inch cock on you. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make a 10 inch penis on somebody who's five foot. Right. It's just, they're like, you don't, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work. Yeah. And it would be really dangerous. I don't think they can even make a 10 inch anyways. Probably not. Right. It's just too, it's just too much. Um, so, so forearm, they usually take about four inches. You can have as long as five and a half, depending again okay. on your height yeah. and your arm space. Yep. Um, and then they took also from the thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they do it on your dorsal and the back. Wow. And sometimes they do abdominal. Wow. That doesn't sound uh, pleasant at all. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be. And then once they take that graft off of your arm, they'll take a thigh graft to cover mm-hmm. your skin graft wow um so if you get it on your thigh yeah. they take it from your other thigh to cover your other thigh okay yep so both your legs so have been operated right. on and so everything's gonna hurt yeah literally. you're out yeah holy moly so um so that's something you think maybe in the future you may do maybe not yeah depends on how i feel depends on depends the situation on, the money yeah, because yeah. if it's affordable, yeah, um, great. If not, yeah. if it's affordable, I have the time and I have the money and I have the um, support because you can't go do that by yourself. You have to have right. you know somebody with you. Yeah. Um, then yeah, if I have those things, I'll probably I'll more than likely do it. It's a lot of research and in yeah. the time from now till uh, I get it because it's not happening in the next two three years. It's sure. just that's not where it is. Mm-hmm. The The whole procedures may be different. And yeah. Technology might come out. Technology and, changes, makes things much better and easier. And you never, you never know. So waiting yeah. might not be the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Waiting can be the hardest part sometimes, but maybe not in that. So tell me, you can put down. 
glass won't make a difference. There's usually jingling on here anyway. I have no cocktail with me today, just a kind of a beer. So um, do, you, uh, do you date now? Have you dated in the past? And what, at what point, do you tell everybody up front? Because we've met on the Grinder app, which is the one that I seem to meet everybody on. And I can't recall specifically if you had um, your um, trans or uh, female to male in the title or if we just had a conversation about it. I, I don't recall that uh, top of my head. To me, it doesn't really matter. And I mean, I just, it's, it's, the person's attractive and whatever. But uh, so how do you go about that in, in the dating world? Um, so dating's been a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, I have had apps, all sorts of apps in the past. Um, and they all suck, so let's they, be real. They do. It's very hard to meet yes. people yes. these days because yes. nobody's going out to bars to meet people. <laughs> no. But they're, no. But they're also on these apps that don't yes. do anything. No. Um, and it's addictive. Yeah. Terribly addictive. The swiping and the yes. talking. And the, yes. Yeah, all that kind of stuff is yes. just, you're on your phone, you're on your screen all the time. Um, yes. not, not experiencing life in front of you. Yeah. 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 So um, I typically, on those profiles, I've gone back and forth between having it as an identification factor okay. and not. Yep. Um, because some, some people look specifically for that. They and do. And they come yeah. and then they ask you all these questions and you're yeah. like, okay, but that's not what I'm here for. Um, and then <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's just better to have it up there so yeah. that nobody has a miscommunication of... There's no shocker. Yeah, there's no shock because unfortunately people view people being trans as we're deceiving. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's not a deception. No. It's, you know, so it's like, are, so, so yeah. that kind of, that kind of happens oh, sometimes. Okay. And uh, so I usually just have it up. I haven't had too much luck in the dating world of girls or guys. Um, more so just looking for friends to hang out with. And just, so it re really has nothing to do with maybe being trans. It's just the world that we live in today. Yeah. I would think, right? It could be. It could yeah. be that. Yeah. So do you, are you more attracted to men or, or, or women? Is there one that's a little bit more than the other? Or it's just, again, like you said, the person in general? Um, so it's typically the person in general. However, um, I don't, like, I'm more of a heterosexual identity on that pansexual. Yeah. With homosexual, like, tendencies, okay. essentially, you could yes. say, compared yeah. as. So, like, I see myself getting married with a wife, not a husband yep but um i also you know if it were to happen i wouldn't be worried about it because i don't identify any differently sure yeah. um so i i see and envision my life with a girl but i don't mind hanging out with the guys okay so you see yourself maybe marrying or being with a long-term relationship for a very long time with with more of a woman okay you're such a man <laughs> <laughs> Such a bear man. <laughs> you know. So you can hang out with the guys, have a few beers with them, maybe fuck them every now and then, but uh, with your strap on. But the wife will be in the kitchen making the dinner for you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Such a hetero. Who would have thunk? Okay, so you, you haven't had much dating, but have, so have, you, have you had any sexual experiences that you found interesting or weird or anything in the past that's happened that was like, huh, didn't know about that? Um, not, not really. 
uh, I've had some with girls, um, but nothing that was like penetration because you were young. Yes. Um, it was just, you know, rubbing, rubbing their clit and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then with guys, I typically just, you know, jerk them off, sometimes suck them. Yeah. And that's, that's what. And I have here, this is funny. You're the strangest man sit, sat in that seat, I do believe. <laughs> and I've had women there, too. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so um, tell me about, uh, are you into anything BDSM or anything kink, kink world? Um, so, yeah. Because we talk I, about that a lot on this, uh, this area, this uh, podcast. Oh, okay. So exp- explain what of your kinks or what, what are you into there? Um, so I like light bondage. Um, Orgasm, denial, and control. Oh, that's fun. And um, I'm submissive. Um, I could be switch, but I lean way more towards submissive. Okay. I've like I've taken on the dominant role before. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely more submissive, mm-hmm. which is funny because I'm such a straight man. Such a straight man. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, yeah. So is there, um, have you ex- experimented in that area at all or no? Not at all. No. What would be the thing that you think that would be, the, that you would like to try first? Like, this is something I really, I, I watch this on videos. I really get excited about it. Um, that's a good question. I like the idea of being restrained. Oh, yeah. And then teased a lot like that. Yes. That's something that's like. Yes, I want someone to be doing that to me because I orgasm pretty fast. Typically, it's very sensitive um, and with like a lot of, you know, friction or whatever. If it's a a Hitachi, um, I have not. Oh, you got to You got you got to get one of those. I don't care what gender you are. They they (laughs) were great. (laughs) Those are the like the, the perfect, perfect toy, I believe, for for that area. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, anything. I'll go quick. So if somebody is controlling that, then maybe uh, I'll get an even more satisfying orgasm. Oh, yes. Orgasm. You can say orgasm. It's allowed. Orgasm. <laughs> That's better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're, let's see where we're at. Yeah, we're pretty close. So I think that you've had, obviously, a, a crazy journey. And... Um, for all intents and purposes, you see him pretty well adjusted, I would say. Got your shit on shit together. Yeah. Uh, I would say get away from grinders. You're not going to find anybody good there. <laughs> Although we did connect there, so I guess that, that something came out of it, right? But yeah, it's not, definitely not a place you want to go. No. Um, so what? Uh, two, I have two questions for you. So what advice would you give your younger self with the knowledge that you have today? Um... That's that's a good question. It's also really hard um, because obviously, if I knew where I was going to be today, I would have said, "Tell them sooner." Yeah. Um, you never know how that would have changed my life that's to true. begin with. Yeah. But 
um, that's always something is, you know, make sure you stand up for yourself and others and don't ever let anyone push you down. Yes. Um, because as a kid, you know, I was pretty strong, strong willed. And in middle school, I lost that a little bit and then yeah. found it again. Yeah. Um, and I didn't let people push me around in about eighth grade, but like sixth and seventh grade, anybody could have done yeah. know, what they wanted or teased. That's or hurtful. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, tell, tell everyone sooner yeah. and, you know, just be, be yourself and stand up for others. That's good. And what advice would you give anyone in the world today? about anything so i'm gonna go like ellen degeneres here please um, i like ellen be kind be mm. kind to one another always um kindness in the smallest moments can change someone's world awesome that's excellent very good job well thank you joe this was a pleasure thank you all right thank you for listening to another edition of behind blue eyes i'll have another great episode coming your way soon hopefully very soon make sure you check out our website xxxbehindblueeyes.com where you can find a blog past episodes and other goodies if you enjoyed the episode make sure you subscribe tell a friend because we like to have lots of people listening in but in the meantime make sure that your vibes are charged you have plenty of fresh batteries and explore one new adventure before the next episode peace and love